Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Is there nothing sacred anymore? Don't answer that. I'm just telling you that it seems nothing is sacred anymore. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was, well, thieves stole the catalytic converter off the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. There's nothing sacred. I realize that everybody, well, I mean, everyone, I think by now knows someone who has had their catalytic converter stolen. I know I do. That's a big deal. Thieves make a lot of money from it. But while in Vegas, <laughs> the uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile had the old catalytic converter stolen from its from its undercarriage. And so apparently they just repaired it. They didn't get a new catalytic converter. So it's, uh, it won't pass inspection. But it will, uh, it will be able to drive and get on the road. So it made its usual planned stops over the weekend. But here's an idea. Thieves. This is just me. I know. I know. You, wanna, you want the money from the catalytic converter. But it's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. There are a few things in life where you go, you know what? I'm not going to rob from there. And I think that that is one of them. But I guess I was proven wrong. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So as you know, this show uh, records from DFW, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And I've been driving from time to time around the uh, city of Fort Worth. And I noticed that the streetlights, some of the streetlights, are purple. And it's really weird looking and it's really disorienting and I don't understand. It's kind of like weird. Why are they doing that? And it's just like, wow, that's just so. However, uh, we find out now the reason for the purple lights. It's not that they just made the lights purple. And it was, that's the new lighting system. Nope. Uh, The phosphate coating that is on the LEDs over time disintegrates. So as it disintegrates, it turns the purple, it turns the lights purple. Well, I'm sorry. It turns the purple lights, the LEDs, to purple. Huh. So they got apparently got a bad batch of LED lights. (laughs) <laughs> way back in 2017 and now they're just running through them and it's just a there's a defect and we don't know what we're gonna we're just gonna replace them uh they've identified over 1100 defective led lights they expect more to come uh we're gonna you know we're gonna get to them as soon as we can uh and you know could take a few months to replace them the company is on board are they Oh, yes, we're proactively working with customers who've been affected by this issue, and we're going to satisfactorily resolve any of the concerns. Okay, so if you're driving around your city and your streetlights are purple, it probably isn't because someone wanted them purple, okay? It's probably because they bought a bad batch of LED lights from Acuity Brands. Apparently, Acuity Brands should have recalled some lights. So how about those Kansas City Chiefs, huh? How about it? (laughs) I know. I thought for sure the Philadelphia Eagles were going to beat Kansas City, but I did say it wouldn't be a surprise. 
if Kansas City won. I really didn't have a a dog in the hunt, but I would I was rooting for Philadelphia, and uh, you know, good for Kansas City. Congratulations to uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's the new dynasty now in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Patrick himself with three Super Bowls, two wins, and he's got a few more years to play in the NFL. So I'm sure that the dynasty will continue. And uh, we had uh, Rihanna uh, performing at the Super Bowl, uh, performing at the halftime. Boring. Boring. I know she cranked out to her medley of hits, but just boring i mean i know she was on the moving platforms and she had the 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 characters the dancers in the white costumes that looked like a bunch of condoms uh running up and down those moving stages it was just kind of boring and you know she barely moved and go she's pregnant yeah i know with her jumpsuit on and she's showing her baby bump telling letting everybody know she's pregnant with her second baby congratulations congratulations rihanna we we're happy that you're pregnant we're happy that you actually felt the need that it was okay for you to perform at the super bowl even though you said you weren't going to perform at the super bowl because the nfl was so racist but it's okay now right right yeah it's okay all right whatever that's fine and uh the commercials I don't know that I, I don't know that there were any that I really really enjoyed. Some made me kind of chuckle. You know, the rabbit hole one was kind of weird, but I you know I got it. I, you know, I got it. Okay, you're going down a rabbit hole, and, uh, and a lot of beer commercials. Of, of course, we said they were going to be a lot of beer commercials because Buzz Budweiser backed off on the on all the on all the rights on the specific rights for the super bowl the one that did get me though uh the one that did get me was the tubi commercial with the remote control (laughs) you got me on that you did get me on that because i was sitting there and they went to that as with the streaming remote and i'm like what the and i'm looking for the I'm looking for the remotes because I knew they were sitting back here in between up here on the sofa. I thought maybe that, uh, you know, my father-in-law or the kid or the dog started pushing the, started pushing the remote and no, it was a commercial. So my, my wife was like, it's probably the, probably the commercial. And she was right. <laughs> so, uh, and we saw Elon up in the, up in the stand, sitting next to Rupert Murdoch. That was nice of Elon to show up, be there for the for the big game. <laughs> and we, you know, it was just okay. I mean, the whole the whole thing this year was. I mean, it was a good broadcast, kind of boring. The game was not boring. The game was fun to watch, and uh, the field was agonizing. There were some non calls that were agonizing. There was a call or two that were agonizing. So overall, you know, an enjoyable game. The field, though, wow, they've got to do something. Roger Goodell needs to do something about that. That was embarrassing, the slip sliding of the players on the field. That's it's the Super Bowl, man. You can't have that. You just you just can't. You just can't have that. And they claim now that uh, a projected fifty point four million Americans were expected to wager sixteen billion dollars on the Super Bowl. Um, that's more than double what was bet last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's more and more 
online gambling around the country. Uh, the coin flip was on tails for those of you that bet on that. <laughs> Stapleton went over the national anthem two minute and one second bet. <laughs> and uh, Rihanna's first song was uh, uh, Better Have My Money. Better Have My Money. <laughs> <laughs> next year the super bowl's in vegas so if you think gambling this year was big you wait until next year it's going to be in vegas baby so there'll be some little bit of gambling going on so for sure i know it was an enjoyable thing I, again i was kind of bummed that philadelphia did not win i will say i was really uh i know they made a big deal about the only women pilots during the flyover and they had the roof open because the weather, you know, was beautiful, I guess. But why have the roof open? I guess they wanted to have the fire. They wanted to be able to see the fireworks if you were inside. But that there's a couple of shots where that sun is coming through the hole in the roof. And it's just blasting on the seats. I would have been so pissed. Spending what? Even if it's just 500 bucks a ticket, but... Some of them were paying between three and $10,000 a ticket. I don't know if they were sitting there getting blasted by the sun, but I would want my refund or at least some sort of, some sort of payback because there's no way. I'm, I'm coming to this game getting blasted in the face with sun when the game is on. No, thank you. Close the roof. I'm here to watch the game. Anyway, so it's just, it's just me and the NFL and why every stadium should be domed. I do believe that. I, I'm pretty sure we've covered it before, but I honestly believe every stadium in the NFL should be domed. And every stadium, if you're building a new stadium in the NFL, it should not be allowed to be an open-air stadium. I'm just, it shouldn't be. No way. The games are worth too much. You can have a retractable roof, like you know, like they do in Arizona, the retractable roof. And I got it. It was a nice day, so we opened the roof, and the sun comes in. Oh, well. Sorry. But if the weather was terrible they would have closed the roof and that would have been acceptable because you don't want the weather to affect the outcome of the game the games mean too much and so they every there's not a new stadium should be built for the nfl that doesn't have a roof and that should be in the bylaws of the nfl oh you know speaking of the uh the pilots too the the pilots the all-female pilots that did the flyover the first time ever um i looked i saw a picture of the pilots and uh i know we're happy that they're all females but i didn't see a lot of females of color so if we're gonna pretend like we're we care how about we care you can quote me on that (laughs) if we're gonna pretend we care how about we care and not only was it Super Bowl weekend, we had uh, busy, busy, busy events in the skies uh, in North America. We had, uh, the don't forget, on the 2nd of February, that was the Chinese balloon spotting day. And then a couple of days later, we shot it down over the Atlantic Ocean. And then uh, on the 10th, just, uh, you know, Three days ago, for those of you listening live, today is the 13th of February, 2023. Oh my gosh, that means tomorrow is Valentine's Day. (laughs) Don't forget, whatever you do. And then we, so uh, on the 10th, we had a UFO seen over Alaska. Uh, Then on the 11th, we had the, the UFO shot over Canada. 
Then on the 12th, we had the UFO appears over China, which did it, but they claimed it did. And then we had the UFO shot over Lake Huron in Michigan. And just just a reminder, and uh, when we know that the Pentagon doesn't know uh, what keeps these objects aloft, it's an unknown propulsion system. We're calling them objects, not balloons, for a reason. And we don't know if they're extraterrestrials. We certainly haven't ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials. So, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. All right, so I got an email uh, over the weekend from FC. Hey, Jeff, happy Sunday to you from sunny Bogota, Colombia. Hey, welcome, FC. Uh, I'm a regular CTF listener. Thank you. I just had a minor correction uh, to the Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Ha! That's what his new name is as he's now gay. No, just kidding. Uh, Luke Skywalker story from your February 10th show. You mentioned the author from uh, Bounding into Comics, Sam Maggs, as being a he. Sam Maggs is a real woman and uses she, her pronouns. Thanks and enjoy the Super Bowl tonight. So, uh, FC. I thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And thanks for emailing chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I appreciate it. Anyone can do so, by the way. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Happy to receive your comments. I do see and read them all. I do not comment on all of them. I try to comment on as many as I can. Some even may make it to the show. (laughs) Like FCs, of course. So, uh, FC, I think... And I am not going to go back and listen to me because, you know, I know what I said. But I believe that I did. I remember thinking that that Sam Maggs was a she. But I think I I think it says in the story where I changed it. Anyway, I apologize uh, deeply. If that's the case, I apologize to Sam Maggs. I apologize to UFC and Bogota. And I apologize to anyone else who thought that I was making fun of Sam Maggs because I was not. And Sam Maggs is a real woman, according to FC, and uses she and her pronouns. So, again, sorry about it, but, uh, you know, appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. So I do have some, uh, some kind of sad news. I know, I know. I hate to bring you sad news, but what are you going to do? It's the break room. So Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, uh, they met on the set of the movie Switchgrass, uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Remember that movie? It's with uh, uh, oh, Bruce Willis. And it's a Florida State police officer and an FBI agent. It's really kind of a movie that isn't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Not good. (laughs) I made it all the way through, though. I watched it because I remember going through the streaming movies. I was like, Midnight on the Switchgrass. I never saw this with Bruce Willis. I, I love Bruce Willis, so 
I clicked on it and I watched it. And it really, it really wasn't that good. But I made it through. So anyway, they met on that uh, on that movie set. And uh, Machine Gun talked about how he used to sit on the steps of his trailer and just in you know waiting for Megan to come back to the trailer and give him a glance. And he was by the time they were done with the movie, they were in a relationship. Well, it looks as though Megan has deleted all the pictures from her Instagram of her and Machine Gun. Oh, no. Could it be over? I think it is. It definitely could be. She hinted at a possible breakup between herself and the musician on Instagram when she uploaded a post and captioned it with the lyrics from Beyonce's 2016 album, Lemonade. You can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. (laughs) And she included photos of herself and a video of an envelope being burned in a fire pit. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So it's over now. And she deleted all the people that they follow except for Eminem. Now, everybody thinks that that's because she wants a relationship with Eminem. But really, it's because Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly, uh, they don't like each other much. So that's all that is. That's just her you know, saying, I'm still, still with you. Now, there's also a story about Machine Gun Kelly, who uh, was performing at one of his Super Bowl shows. Uh, the Super Bowl weekend bash at the uh, the Coors Lightbird's Nest in Phoenix. And it, apparently he got electrocuted on stage. Now, he's still alive. It didn't kill him. And I don't even know if it was, you know, if it was a bit. It might have been even a bit for the show for him to gain a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of press. But I will say, could it have been Megan just, you know, hiring somebody to give him a little juice while he's on stage just to remember hey reminder uh <laughs> i can have you taken out at any time i'm megan fox <laughs> i don't know i don't know the answer to that i just know the timeline seems to point that way so this program uh chewing the fat has been a proponent of uh, fat guy seating on theme park rides for a long time and we've talked about it at length how they are not fat guy friendly i personally have been fat shamed on these rides before uh you know being tried to be you know they're trying to get squeezed into the seat and uh you just want your you're sucking it in like this and you just want it you just want to have a push on you all you got to do is hear the click click you just want that click and it won't click and it won't click and finally they give up and say nope stop the ride uh we got a guy's too fat he can't make it so then you have to do the walk of shame uh and and you're holding up the ride people are pissed and they know it's you because you're the fat guy walking by them (laughs) and you gotta you gotta do it all i've had it i've i have personally taken the walk of shame well now people are pissed at universal studios in hollywood california because the new mario kart theme park ride is uh you know for there's no fat guys there's no fat guy rides at all uh apparently uh they they're happy about the ride but if you have a larger than 40 inch waistline you're not getting on the ride sorry about it so the critics are pissed 
they're saying bigotry and discrimination because there's no fat guy seating uh that's been that way forever uh theme park rides my friends so uh apparently people are saying there's nothing about it that can't accommodate a bigger human let alone an average sized one 40 inches is hardly monumental i'm a few pounds from there myself well but you're not there are you no you're not you could get on the ride so (laughs) i cannot honestly see the motive for insisting on these restraints other than to fat shame i don't know maybe uh you get on there and you fall out and you get hurt and now you're suing universal studios okay i mean they haven't even opened up that ride in orlando yet again where the kid fell and smashed i mean it was horrible because he was too big for the ride and they let him on anyway I'm really hoping I've lost enough weight to ride the Mario Kart ride, but the fact that they still don't make theme park rides with fat people in mind, especially one as slow as the MK one, is really effed up. (laughs) Yeah, well, welcome. Welcome to the party, pal. So theme park designer Jim Schull uh, pointed out that there are trade-offs to size restrictions we know. If you size every seat for the largest possible person, you're guaranteeing the smaller child cannot ride. Yeah, okay. A spokesman, so if you're a fat person, get over it, because if we let you ride, we can't let the little kids ride. Now, maybe the fat person in me says, uh, tough. (laughs) So what? I don't care about the little kid. But maybe the fat person in me says, uh, it's okay, go ahead so they have a company-wide task force actively working with the community to make changes that can help them safely increase access to our experiences so they have a company-wide task force actively working with fat people uh they should contact me i need to talk to this task force there are four and a half fatalities related to theme park rides in the u.s every year in 2019 there were 1299 ride related injuries at theme parks in the u.s wow so super nintendo world is scheduled to open to the general public uh this month coming up in a few days oh my gosh so man the fat people are pissed I have no fat guy seating and fat shaming at theme parks. That's been a thing forever. Get over it. I mean, I haven't gotten over it, but you need to. Well, who died today? Who died today? Actor Cody Longo found dead in his Texas home at 34 years of age. You remember actor Cody Longo, right? He was on Days of Our Lives for a few episodes. Um, Yeah, you remember him. He lived in Austin, Texas. Anyway, he was 34. His uh, representative seemed to indicate that he died in his sleep. However, uh, the wife asked police to go to the home for a wellness check. Uh, I guess the wife was working at a dance studio and was concerned when she couldn't reach her husband by phone. That doesn't necessarily sound like someone who died in his sleep. 
but Cody Longo dead at the age of 34 years of age. Barry Sachs, Barry Sachs, a longtime ESPN producer guy, everybody at ESPN uh, knows him. He worked there for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. He passed away of a massive heart attack that he suffered. He was 66 years of age. Barry Sachs, dead at the age of 66. One more. I mean, we might as well add him up. Hugh Hudson. Who died today? Hugh Hudson, uh, the director of the Oscar-winning film Chariots of Fire, died in London at the age of... 86 they claim that he died after a short illness okay he of course was a beloved husband father and he died in the hospital after a short illness um hugh hudson dead at the age of 86 any more yes one more howard bragman howard bragman the public relations giant who helped guide uh, a lot of stars. He was a PR, crisis PR guy and a key advocate for the LGBTQ rights in Hollywood and beyond. He is dead at the age of 66 years of age. He had leukemia, very sad, but he was uh, big time. He was known in Hollywood for uh, taking care of these crisis PR systems. He uh, was called on to help uh, the University of Missouri defensive player uh, Michael Sam. And I knew Michael. I played with my son. He was he was a good guy. Uh, and everybody knew that Michael was gay. At least his teammates did. That was not a big secret. It was coming out to the world that you know made a difference. He was a big time. Uh, he helped uh, Meredith Baxter from Family Ties he's uh you know he helped a lot of stars uh through their uh through their times of need uh his most recent uh he was helping wendy williams and he helped monica Lewinsky and jazz bono so that's what i need to do man is become a crisis pr guy that's kind of a good gig anyway uh howard bragman dead at the age of 66 so I didn't see uh, anybody list this on their, uh, you know, influencer page uh, over throughout the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl, of course, was in uh, Phoenix. Uh, I know, Glendale. That's where the stadium is, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's in Phoenix. But uh, there is uh, Frank Lloyd Wright home, his circular, you know, the one-of-a-kind circular sun house uh, in Arizona. It's in Phoenix, uh, listed for eight. 0.95 million but i thought it was an airbnb maybe they took it off the airbnb market because they want to sell it it's a 3095 square feet three bedrooms three baths uh you know a little bit small for usually the house of hoity-toities and that seems a little bit small for nine million dollars i'll tell you that um but it's really it's pretty i gotta say that it's a beautiful house and of course it's a frank lloyd right um, it sits on a little over an acre 1.32 acres kind of nice uh he with the architect frank lloyd Wright. um it was crafted by him and then i think it was finished by his uh by his do boy in the end because <laughs> i don't think frank was alive when this house ended up being made 
Uh, it was commissioned in 1959, built in 67 by shipping magnate Norman Likes and his wife Amy. It's one of 14 circular homes created by Wright during his lengthy career. Okay, yeah, it was transformed into an Airbnb. That's what I thought, and I, now noticeably, okay, so they must have they must have stopped that. Unless, you know, maybe somebody stayed there for the Super Bowl and just didn't post pictures about it. All right, no problem. So it was uh, updated and remodeled in the early 90s uh, by the same architect. Oh, by the architect that fixed it up, right? John Rattenbury. Yeah, his apprentice, his do boy, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's do boy, uh, was the one who finished it up. And he also updated it in the 90s. Uh, so it's current to three bedrooms, three bath, just over 3000 feet. Like I said, split level living space highlighted by slate floors, mahogany, mahogany walls, extensive built-ins, meandering hallways, expansive arched windows also offer a picturesque Canyon mountain and city light views. And I do like the way it uh, circles all the way around. And then you have the pool on the end with the circle around and it comes back around. It's really pretty. be really nice. It's probably Oh, what a good way to keep the place cool in the desert. I know. So uh, it's nestled on a rocky hillside parcel of land spanning a little bit more than an acre in the Palm Canyon neighborhood of Phoenix, uh, bordering the Phoenix Mountains Preserve. Uh, all the striking all-white desert dwelling is fronted by a porte cochere parking for two cars. Is that... not sure if that's pronounced correct. Directly for the parking for two cars i mean i gotta tell you for 8.95 million dollars that's not much i mean i know it's frank lloyd wright and everything but uh that's uh that's a little steep how about we need to lower the price on that bad boy Be sure to follow me on social media. Twitter is at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can email the show, as always, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can also order a cameo. Uh, that's not free. Uh, the cameo is at JeffyJFR. But I'm happy to be nice, friendly, happy, mean, sad, whatever you'd like for your cameo. I'm here for you. Just go to at JeffyJFR. Again, though, that's not free. And you can, uh, if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber to this show, uh, that means that you're a freeloader and nobody likes freeloaders. Okay. Yes, subscribing to the podcast is free. But uh, you, if you're listening to it and you're not a subscriber, that's a freeloader. Uh, everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a freeloader. So please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you like. And uh, if you'd like to, you can uh, subscribe to Blaze TV. And uh, that's not free either. You can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and see whatever discounts they are offering at this time. The bl- Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy. You can use the promo code Jeffy to save uh, whatever. Some days it's more. Some days it's less. Get there and figure out what it is and do it now at blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Um, I saw an email, another email uh, sent to chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Dear Jeffy, 
I'm not sure if this is a joke or not, but this website is promoting the consumption of human meat. The Human Meat Project claims that together we could end world starvation, overpopulation, and climate change. The website also claims that one body can feed up to 40 people. Their motto is people for people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not done. They also claim that they called the human meat they have collected beyond meat. If you ever wondered what it would be like to live in the movie Soil and Green, we are here. I will certainly never be eating anything that says Beyond Meat. Well, first of all, uh, Beyond Meat is a plant-based product on the market already. A plant-based product. Now, I am recording in the Mercury Studios today. And so the Mercury Studios Wi-Fi will not let me go to humanmeatproject.com. (laughs) <laughs> so i have a feeling that the wi-fi uh they don't let you you know I, when i use the wi-fi here uh it doesn't let me look at pornography or anything it blocks it all so i'm guessing they think human meat project is not what you think human meat project is i know i know i got it i got it so uh, I will uh, look into that and let you know. I have a feeling it's not real, but again, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it's a little. It's funny. Uh, people for people, and uh, the human meat project. So I'll let you know. I'll look into the human meat project. Okay. All right. Good. Now in the UK, uh, we have a satanic group. No, in the UK, we have satanic groups that are growing uh, with a 200% increase in membership over the past five years. Huh. Soaring members of young people are joining satanic groups in Britain after becoming disillusioned with outdated religions. So did I tell you? I think I did, didn't I? Did I I mention that the Church of England said it's launching a project to explore whether to refer to God in a non-gendered way during worship. And the church says it's to reflect the fact that Christians have recognized since ancient times that God is neither male nor female. But as of right now, it has absolutely no plans to cut or significantly change the liturgies. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. I did mention that. But I will say that perhaps maybe we need to uh, uh, just stick to the church ways and prove how important church ways can be. Otherwise, you're going to have the global order of Satan taking over. Now, they say, uh, the, the, the spokespeople, uh, I don't know who the spokespeople are for the global order of Satan, they claim that they've been misrepresented. <laughs> have they have they okay the foundation of satanism is built on the self and in caring about satan's work with humanity so this work this is according to whoever the spokesperson is for the global order of satan the work is done when we give voice to the voiceless when we challenge authoritarianism and injustice 
in the acts of compassion and the practice of empathy. This is done when we pursue truth and knowledge, not just the knowledge contained within written words, but also the knowledge of one's self. So just know that it's growing and uh, be careful. Be careful out there. You never know what's around the corner. Here in the United States of America, a man calling himself a witch doctor has been accused of raping a woman who had paid him for a cleansing ritual. Now, police believe he targeted illegal aliens because he could threaten to report them to immigration officials. Okay, well, police say the 44-year-old Hassan Shalgri, Shalgahin, that's right, S-H-A-L-G-H-E-E-N, Shalgahin, took an appointment from a woman seeking a cleansing ritual and invited her to his apartment in Duluth, which is a suburb of Atlanta. Uh, She said she found out about Shalgahin through WhatsApp, all right, well, I mean, if he's advertising that he's a witch doctor on WhatsApp, I mean, it's got to be real, right? Can't, can't be fake on that. <laughs> uh, so she called police from his apartment around 11 p.m. Uh, he was arrested and charged with two counts of rape. He was also charged with false imprisonment, theft, and sexual battery. Uh, and they also obtained, uh, they have a warrant for his DNA. The police say the woman paid him about $500 for the cleansing ritual before the attack through payments on Venmo. Now, I don't want to pretend like I'm an attorney or anything, but couldn't that just be part of the cleansing ritual? Couldn't you make the case? And I look, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, if he raped her, he raped her, he should go to prison, be hung by his toenails, all of that stuff, 100%. But... Um, couldn't he say and i'm not an attorney and i'm not his attorney for sure but couldn't he say that that particular act was part of the cleansing ritual do we know what the a cleansing ritual is a cleansing ritual do we know what that is a cleansing ritual Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, How to perform a cleansing ritual. Seven steps. It's got to be real. It's on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Get rid of... This is for the house, though. This isn't for... This is, you know, this is get rid of clutter, clean space thoroughly. (laughs) This is not... This is not get rid of bad juju ritual this is well i mean you're going to get rid of bad juju in your living space but it's not get rid of bad juju in yourself so i say you just make the argument that's part of your cleansing ritual and uh, that's what she paid for and that's what she got but good luck with that because it's probably not going to work i'm going to leave you with this today that whenever you feel you know it's february 13th tomorrow's february 14th and it's valentine's day and i just i don't feel up to doing valentine's day and i need a new gig but i just don't i don't know what to do i feel like i'm not smart enough to do a new job i'm just going to keep plugging away at this stupid job that i have and that's how you feel 
I want to remind you that there's a person named Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the White House Press Secretary. Okay? She's the White House Press Secretary. She was on a national network show, MSNBC television show over the weekend with the host Jonathan Capehart. Okay? And this is what transpired. One of the things that transpired in this interview on MSNBC with Jonathan Capehart with the White House press secretary. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD okay. is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a pact, exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that. Again, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in in, in 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 step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, okay, so just know that anything in america is possible because that right there is your white house press secretary <sighs> now i played that so you'd feel better about yourself not worse because <laughs> it's freaking amazing to me amazing to me and i know you're supposed to feel better about yourself not worse when you hear that but then you think listen to that and she's the white house press secretary i know i know i'm with you i'm with you stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts